it's about like really tapping into your body and what feels authentic to you because deep down I think everyone has the has the intuition to know what is best for them what's best for others around them what's best for the earth you know just like I think we all inherently have this but because of society and um, how we've been raised and this sort of patriarchal system and capitalist system that we've all been kind of most of us have been exposed to and raised with we're, we're pulled so far away from our intuition and what we know is inherently right and to me mindfulness is tapping back into that listening to the sustainability issue a podcast about sustainable fashion and mindfulness it is about calling out the worst practices of the fashion industry the things that have led to the devastating impact fashion has on the natural environment and the human lives involved in the process it is also about the people within the industry who are driving the change for the better and finally it is about you about reconnecting to our nature as human beings and realizing the big impact our everyday actions have on the world around us. I'm Desi Gurgieva. I'm so happy that you're here and let's dive right in. Dear friends, over the past two seasons, the sustainability issue has often been featured as top podcast in its category with guests such as Ursula de Castro, Sadhguru, and so many more, which is incredible. And I thank you so much for making this happen together with me. In this season three, we're going to dive deeper into the topic of mindfulness. Because mindfulness, when applied to business, makes any industry more sustainable. And I know we're all here to ultimately make this world better than we found it. Mindfulness is a topic very dear to my heart and central to my work. And it touches everything we do as human beings on this planet. Thank you for listening and enjoy the show. Today, I'm very happy to welcome Jesse Preston to the podcast. Jesse is a nomadic humanitarian, a yoga enthusiast, and spiritually curious. And she's ultimately committed to making this world a better place. After growing up in a small town in Nebraska, US, she set her sight on manifesting a life she loved to live through, as she likes to say, exploring the world, herself, and the cosmos. I'm also very lucky to call Jessie a dear friend. So without further ado, let's jump right into our conversation. Hi, Jessie. Hi, Desi. <laughs> I'm very, very happy that you're here. I'm super happy that it's the first time I'm recording a podcast episode live. And you're sitting in my um, living room. Yes. <laughs> so it's super, super nice. Yeah, so good. It's and so nice to be here. Yeah, welcome to Thank the podcast. You. And um, maybe we can start by a little intro. And uh, mm. for the people who don't know you, how would you introduce yourself? Sure. So um, 
Well, the last week I've been here in Austria, and Desi's been taking very good care of me. Um, I'm here on R&R, which is rest and relaxation travel, um, because I work in Ukraine right now. I'm a humanitarian, um, and I've made my rounds in different places uh, around the world, including Myanmar, Afghanistan, Pakistan, um, most recently Kenya. And yeah, now I'm in Ukraine. Um, so it's nice to be back in Europe. Um, and it's especially nice to have friends like Desi nearby um, <laughs> that I can visit while I'm while I'm away from work. So yeah, that's a little intro to my kind of you know main career in the humanitarian um, aid field. Um, but outside of that, and kind of why I guess we're talking today is my um, kind of passion or like side hustle and all of the things is um, uh, sustainable fashion or mindful. I would say mindfully made um, fashion. So, yeah, that's lovely. You've been to so many places all over the world. Tell me about your work. How does this look like your mm. daily life? Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> it looks different every day, just depending on what needs to happen. But um, a lot of my work is, you know, coordinating with people, building relationships with people. Um, so I kind of I'm a bridge between um, government donors, whether it's the U.S. government or the British government, etc. So mostly right now it's the U.S. government, um, you know, giving money to the NGO I work for, and then us sort of overseeing that money going out um, into the recipients in Ukraine. So right now it's mostly we're giving cash to people that are fleeing from the east um, to Western Ukraine, and um, yeah, so. Yeah, a lot of my job is just relationship building and coordinating um, amongst those different parties that um, are donating money and then also the recipients receiving the money. So, Wow. Are you ever afraid when you work <laughs> in those places? <laughs> no. I think it's a very natural question. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I, we were having this conversation earlier this, or last week, yeah. I guess, we got together with some of Desi's friends and of course they were like, why, why are you doing this? Wow, you're so brave. And I was like, I don't know if I'm brave or stupid, um, but <laughs> I, uh, I don't know, to answer your question, not really, um, mm. at least not at the time. Sometimes later on, maybe I'll have some things that come back to... That's you know, interesting. Creep. Not before, but after. <laughs> exactly. That like creep back up to haunt me a little bit. But um, yeah, no, when in the moment I'm really like focused on my work and the objective at hand and yeah, so I I would say no. What's your why? What, how does one decide to go into a war zone? Mm. I think... Um, I wish I could remember who said this. Somebody said, never go into this work unless you have to. Unless there's like something inside of you that just says that you have to. Like you can't do anything else. And honestly, that's what it is for me is like, I don't feel happy. I don't feel fulfilled. I don't feel anything unless I'm there, unless I'm doing it in, you know, in <laughs> unless I'm in it mm. um, I feel like that's just the place for me uh, yeah so I guess that's my why I don't know if okay. that's <laughs> yeah no it's so interesting yeah, yeah. It definitely does answer the question yeah 
do you think this is com connected to your side hustle? Yeah, actually in a lot of ways because for me, um, so yeah, my side hustle, I guess, to just mm. introduce the brand yeah. a little bit as well and um, what I'm working on as a personal passion project is um, a mindfully made uh, luxury loungewear line. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, it's called uh, Dawa Lifestyle. Um, and Dawa in Swahili, as well as Arabic, means uh, medicine. I love it. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> uh, and um, yeah, so I think for me, uh, with, you know, I'm, I'm very environmentally conscious. And I also love like sustainable fashion. That's how we kind of have bonded yeah, um, at our yoga teacher training and outside of that uh, through sustainable fashion. And so, um, yeah. And so I just see it as like a great way to move forward in creating pieces, creating fashion and creating, um, you know, just things that you use in your everyday life in a really like mindful way that's just not extracting from the earth. It's not, you know, using abusive methods to get what you want as cheaply as you can, but it's actually like creating um, a really uh, collaborative process all the way through. And I mean collaborative, not just with the humans, but also like the earth, mm. right? Like the, the um, yeah, every single step of the process from like, the the ground where the cotton is growing and like using organic and regenerative methods to the people that are making the clothes like are they happy are they in a nice environment are they um are they paid well uh all of that and then yeah lastly like you know you put those that those clothes on your body and i i do believe you know we're both i guess kind of spiritual i guess your oh, yeah, your I listeners so <laughs> Your listeners probably know that as well. Okay, um, yeah. <laughs> by now, yeah. Uh, and so I do believe that, like, and I, I believe in energy and that objects, everything carries energy, mm. including the pieces of clothing that you wear. And if they're made in a way that's mindful and high vibrational, like coming from a high vibrational energy, and you put that on your body, like, it raises your vibration as well. 100%. Yeah. I mean, I think when you're, you know, kind of sensitive, you can feel this even when you touch, you know, yeah. a piece of clothing. And I loved what you said earlier. So often I think we forget that earth is another, you know, side that is involved in all of this. Yeah. Sometimes we just, yeah, I guess it's easy to forget in our fast daily lives. Yeah. Mm. Definitely. Love it. And so tell me more about the brand, about the value chain. How did this work? You mm. found it in Kenya. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So my brand is, is in Kenya um, right now, Kenya and Tanzania. Um, so while I was living in Kenya, I just, I mean, I was, I. they grow a lot of cotton in, mm. in East Africa. And um, I was just really fascinated by the fact like one most of the cotton that's grown there is not grown in or organic mm. ways unfortunately because there's not a market for it um 
yet hopefully we'll start creating the demand for organic cottons mm. sooner i looked for a long time um at different ways to uh, get my fabrics and um you know find basically how i was going to source the materials for my for my collection um and i was very diligent about like you know <clears throat> knowing firstly where the cotton came from so like are these is it like a big producer of cotton are they using organic methods are they um you know are they woven by hand or by a machine etc so um so i had a very high standard for the fabric mm. i was going to use unfortunately i wasn't able to find in kenya the fabric to me that was like high vibrational enough mm. to make my brand with right mm. and we talked about like yeah. that earlier on and so i got um a recommendation from a friend and that was like hey maybe you should check out my friend's shop in dar es salaam because i was going to tanzania to the capital of tanzania dar es salaam she was like go check it out while you're there and i walk into this um you know this really cool compound like right near the beach and in dar and there's just people there you know hand dyeing hand spinning hand weaving the fabric on these big yeah. looms everyone's you know like in a good spirits and they're smiling you can tell that the team is just like really close and um just an excellent you know everything just feels very high vibration high vibrational about the place where these fabrics are being made and then you know i touch the fabrics they're buttery soft they're just so beautiful and like you can look at them and the detail of the fabric is just you know it's it's just gorgeous you've seen the fabric yeah, so you they can... are beautiful <laughs> yeah. <laughs> absolutely um, yeah and um with that also they're eco dyed um which is a, also a big part of like what i would like in my brand is to have not just like you know natural fibers but like natural organic fibers that are eco dyed or naturally dyed yeah. um my supplier now is is starting to experiment with natural dyes so i'm right you told me about this and i was very excited to learn yeah. that uh, coloring with avocado turns out pink yes <laughs> yes exactly That's so interesting actually i'm yeah. really looking forward to um yeah getting some of these natural dyed fabrics soon kind of yeah, testing them that out. is lovely yeah um yeah and so i realized like okay here it is i found my fabric producer like now i can take my brand forward Um and that was a big stepping stone. That was actually after our yoga teacher training. Yeah. And I we had talked a lot about it then. I already kind of started the the groundwork on my brand at that time. At I least the philosophy. That. Yeah, I remember us talking about it. And yeah. it was at the very beginning then. Yeah. It was I think I had, it was like two months into actually just designing the set, yeah. right? Yeah. Designing the loungewear set. So Yeah, so I found my fabric, moved forward. I, I manifested the fabric in a lot of ways. Like I just—that's how we do it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I wouldn't settle for anything less than like what I felt was incredibly mindful, incredibly high vibrational, and just like you know, completely transparent from all yeah all angles. So, so the fabric itself—it's—it's um, it's growing. Uh, the cotton is grown by smallholder farmers in Tanzania. Who use organic methods? Um, it's not certified organic, so it's not this GOTS, mm -hmm. you know, certified organic. Um, mostly because the farmers are just so small scale that yeah. they can't afford the organic yeah. certification, which is quite expensive and has a lot of 
different um, things that, yeah, I mean, they just don't really have the opportunity for it. So absolutely, this is this is how it is. Yeah, yeah. for small small mothers exactly so um but i really love that the brand or that my fabric producer supports smallholder farmers and that these smallholder farmers you know like they use regenerative methods because that's their entire livelihood like that's how they've been growing cotton for generations and um yeah so that feels really good um and then yeah it's brought to dar es salaam hand dyed hand woven everything there the fabrics are then taken um from dar es salaam to nairobi where Mm -hmm. Um, I guess my home kind of still is now. I'm between Ukraine and Nairobi, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, this nomadic lifestyle. I'm not yeah. quite sure where home is right now, but, um, but they're, yeah. So the fabrics are brought from Tanzania to Nairobi. Um, and then I have a, um, a studio I work with called the Design Collab, and you can check them out on Instagram, um, on, on my Instagram as well. I've tagged them a load of times because I, I go and work with their tailors Every time we do a production or a design, I'm there with them, working with them. Um, yeah, they're in excellent conditions. They work on this beautiful organic farm uh, in Nairobi <laughs> called Cultiva, the Cultiva so farm. Nice. And um, yeah, and so it just feels really good from like the start to the finish. Um, yeah, I love it. Yeah. How did you come up with this? idea in the first place was there something did you have a passion for fashion mm. um, or how did this come about that's a good question I think it was less of a passion for fashion and more of a need to do something creative mm. um, and I love I've always loved clothes I don't know if I love fashion I don't know <laughs> like high like high fashion I do I do appreciate fashion and I think it's an art form in itself. So yeah, I guess in some ways. Yeah. Um, but mostly I, I really love like textiles. I've always mm-hmm. really loved, you know, like walking into like a fabric shop or um, a clothing shop and just feeling all of the different fibers. And like, yeah, again, that's like come coming back to that mindful, like high vibrational, like I could feel certain things and be like, oh, this is... this is nice you know we're like oh this is polyester i don't like this (laughs) so um yeah i think it was kind of that like love for textiles and then the need to do something creative and then also wanting to kind of push along the sustainable fashion movement right this uh, slow fashion movement this um going away from fast fashion from you know just buying your clothes and having them end up in landfills but like buying a nice piece that you wear and then when you're done with it you can put it in the compost you know mm. like that's really special and I don't think there's enough of that available yeah yet, so. I love it it's so interesting you mentioned manifesting before mm. so I want to ask you something about this and now I see you say there are things that you disliked about the fashion industry so you decided to be proactive and you know to start something done in the right way yeah so do you do you believe in manifesting? Do you really believe in this? I do. Yeah, um, I do. I was really, uh, I was very skeptical of this at first. Um, probably within the last three or four years, I would say I've kind of come into my own spiritually, and um, specifically with like manifesting and manifesting like um, more uh, 
tangible things, like material mm-hmm. things. I started doing this work, and I think we've talked about this a bit before, um, called To Be Magnetic, the mm-hmm. TBM work. Um, I've and... not heard of this. Oh, okay. I'll have to... I I'll... mean, of the term specifically. Yeah. yeah, I'll show it to you later. But basically, it goes into a lot of um, this like manifestation process that you go through where you're listening, like being able to tap into your intuition, mm-hmm. listen to pings, um, and just really like, I don't know, kind of settle into yourself and knowing like what you feel in your gut is oftentimes right. You know, yeah. getting out of your head and getting yeah. into like your heart space a little bit more. Yeah. Um, and then also, you know, unblocking um, shadow, un- unblocking whatever maybe limiting beliefs that you have of like why you might not be worthy to manifest these things you know like when Mm -hmm. a lot of this when I started my brand it was am I you know I'm not a I'm not a designer like I'm not a fashion designer Mm -hmm. who the hell do I think I am starting a brand like Mm -hmm. you know and then I was like why am I limiting myself yeah why do I think I'm I can't be these things because I have some blocks around it I have some limiting beliefs and so yeah, I think a lot of manifestation is just working through those limiting beliefs that you have about yourself, about the world, about others, and like really just, yeah, honing in on what it is you authentically want mm. and um, and how, yeah, that, that feeling in your heart or your gut instead of that rational brain always telling you this is right, this is yeah, not. So. 100%. Mm. I love it. And I think this can be very inspirational to many people because it's just... I think the only thing is that we limit ourselves, right? And yeah. so often we are just disconnected from this gut feeling, intuition, whatever yeah. you want to call it. A hundred percent. Yeah. Coming back to this and to yeah. spirituality, <laughs> we actually met in our yoga teacher training we did. Uh, one year ago, which is so lovely. Exactly and I, one year ago. Exactly we were one there. Year ago. Yeah. yeah. So crazy. I know. Time flies. But I'm so grateful mostly because I was able to meet people like you. Mm. It was an amazing time. Tell me about this. Tell me how did you end up uh, becoming a yoga teacher as well? Yeah. Um, Yeah. The same for me. It was such like um, the yoga teacher training was such a transformational experience. Like, and talk about going through like shadowy feelings and limiting beliefs like if any of your listeners out there have gone through a yoga teacher training like it is hard yeah, <laughs> at least the one is. we did yeah I it mean, was such a hard. journey you go through so many phases like it's yeah a month almost a month or most of them <laughs> yeah and then you really have all these mm. yeah different and you work through phases. things physically yeah. emotionally spiritually um yeah just like such an amazing experience but um i guess my journey with yoga started yeah probably 10 years ago i just started practicing alone um with videos and things like that and um did some classes here and there and then when i met um my best friend who is sarah who you also Mm. met at, at the yoga teacher training we met in grad school in budapest um 20 in 2015 and we bonded instantly over yoga and um we said that year that we would always come together to do a yoga teacher training sometime in the future and then you know we got busy with our careers and then COVID happened and 
finally, we made it work to do this yoga teacher training in Greece last year together. And that was really beautiful. And Sarah's had like a long, long history with yoga as well. So um, yeah. yeah, it was a great, great experience to go through with someone who I knew really well, but then also to meet these other like beautiful souls like yourself. Yeah, that was um, very special. All the time I was looking at you at Sarah, I was like, oh, this is so sweet. And like <laughs> reminds me of my best friend from high school. Yeah. And it's like, oh, so nice that you're doing this together. Yeah, yeah it is lovely. Jesse, you've been to so many different places for uh, work and travel. Mm. What is home to you? Oh, that's a great question. And it's a question I'm wrestling a little bit with myself right now because home was Kenya for so long, or I, for so long, I guess for about two years. Um, but as you know, I recently just went through a breakup or like a conscious uncoupling and um and I always thought maybe home I don't know I think I've mistaken home sometimes to be other people or even a place Mm -hmm. but I'm realizing now and this sounds very I don't know a bit bit cliche right but I realize (laughs) I think home is is in myself you know Mm -hmm. home is wherever I feel home is at that moment and um, especially in the industry I work in and just the lifestyle I have um, I think it's really important to keep that mindset right now I'll let you know if that ever changes though if home becomes like a real place someday that yeah (laughs) but uh, honestly I love this answer I'm getting goosebumps and a little bit teary eyed because yeah I feel it so much I I definitely do yeah and also home might be where my dog and cat are as well as you know like they mean a lot to me and I'm making plans to move them maybe to Ukraine with me and uh yeah they feel a lot like home as well but yeah yeah lovely Mm. we talked about um your brand and this representing you know in a way mindfulness for you Mm. so I wanted to ask what does mindfulness mean to you Mm. wow also a good one um I think going back to what I had said before is like mindfulness to me is not always rational it's not um it's not what I thought it was before, which is making the best decisions based on, you know, X, Y, and Z, but it's about like really tapping into your body and what feels authentic to you. Because deep down I think everyone has the has the intuition to know what is best for them, what's best for others around them, what's best for the earth. You know, just like I think we all inherently have this, but because of society and um, how we've been raised and this sort of patriarchal system and capitalist system that we've all been kind of, most of us have been exposed to and raised with, we're, we're pulled so far away from our intuition and what we know is inherently right. And to me, mindfulness is tapping back into that, like cutting through all the bullshit of this societal programming and you know, whatever it is that's keeping you from really, like, hearing yourself authentically. 
um yeah so I guess that's that's yeah. mindfulness to me <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> is there a specific practice something that you follow maybe in morning or an evening thing or anything mm. like this yeah I'm actually like I'm very <clears throat> well I'm a bata firstly you know those of you that I think maybe some people don't know so yeah maybe explain. <laughs> so in the Ayurvedic practice I'm very vata which is like um, my body type is kind of like thin and bony and I'm just very airy I mm. guess uh, very um <clears throat> a bit flighty if you <laughs> uh if you want to look at it a bit more on the the shadowy side um and so for me routine has never quite felt authentic because mm. I really kind of like wake up in the morning and fly by the seat of my pants in a lot of ways but uh with that I'm also I also have to have these sort of grounding practices and I'm trying to like lean further into those grounding practices of a routine or of just something I do daily to bring myself um, back to myself. <laughs> um, and yeah, I think, I mean, journaling is something I do mm -hmm. daily, um, writing about how I felt that day or maybe any tests or triggers that sort of happened throughout the day and how I, you know, leaned into my body and worked through them. Um, or sometimes it, I just journal about like what made me happy that day, like mm -hmm. what, what was lovely about the day. And um, also any like pings that I had that I followed. So like little feelings I had that was like, oh, you should call this friend or you should go to that place today just so that are kind of out of the blue. And then something magical happens. I also really like to document that. Oh, I love that. Mm. I don't think I've paid that much attention to that. I don't know. I think this is so interesting and something that maybe not so many people think about. Yeah. Because it really allows you to document and like to start to trust yourself more. Yeah. Um, because even with the, you know, the intuition is all about like that feeling, that gut feeling, that, you know, doing what feels authentic um, and is less rational I still, in some ways, because I have this Capricorn brain as well, <laughs> that's very like business focused, is um, I still like to see proof that things work. Yeah. And to me, journaling about following my intuition and the, the things that happen because of that, it's finally like I'm see I, I then see the proof. Mm. You know, I'm documenting the proof. So, yeah. It's so cool. I love it. I think I I've heard often that when you're on the right path, when you're listening to your intuition and you're connected to it, these coincidences start to happen, right? Like yeah. random things that might seem like coincidences, but the thing is that it depends also how you call them because the person who is not connected to that intuition maybe they're doing something right but then they say oh that's just a coincidence and that's it yeah another person sees the actual synchronicity in mm -hmm. it you know and like sees something bigger in it and sees like a green light like a path exactly to follow. exactly so i think it's all about also how you see mm. what happens and what And just like, I think that's so, yeah, like you said, Desi, like so many people that maybe are a bit out of touch with their, the spiritual side, which I'm not judging people for that, you know, people can be as spiritual or as unspiritual as they want to be. But like you said, they might just be like, oh, that's a coincidence or oh, haha, that's funny. I can't believe that happened. But like, 
if I, I believe that if you are on the right path and these things just start syncing up and like things just start working out and it, you feel like you're in a flow and everything, I do think that that's the universe like giving you the thumbs up, mm. right? Like you're on the right path. And so I think it's really important to pay attention to those signs. Yes. Yeah. I love it. We talked before about your brand. So jumping back to that, mm. what's next for the brand? Yeah. So right now we're kind of figuring out a good way to go about um, getting the product to customers, I guess. Um, and we did a bit of Instagram marketing before, you know, that's doing okay, but uh, or like selling on Instagram, but that doesn't feel completely authentic to me. I know that works for some brands, but for me, I think I really want people to be able to see the products, to like touch them and interact with them. Like I said, this like, you know, um, because I've had the most luck or like the most, the best outcomes, I guess, when I have pop-ups or I invite people over to actually see the product. Um, and again, I think coming back to this, like you can feel like, wow, this is an amazingly high vibrational product. Even if people don't believe that they can still, it's beautiful, right? Like mm -hmm. when you touch it, when you put it on your skin, you're just like, oh my God, yeah, <laughs> like, this is yeah. amazing. Um, and so, yeah, so I'm looking more into getting my um, brand into shops. We have a, we're in talks right now with a couple of stores in Kenya um, that do wholesale and so that's really exciting um i'd like to do some more pop-ups in kenya as well so actually getting um the pop-ups is like like little like festivals mm, sort of where yeah. they people sell clothes and different things so that's um yeah and i've, I've been kind of uh, tinkering with the idea of maybe exporting to different places you um, mentioned you <laughs> yeah. met up by chance with a lovely lady mm. who sold kenyan things in salzburg yeah didn't you I, i did again this is like going back to these pings and these so can i can i like go off topic for a sure. second and tell a story <laughs> yeah, about please. okay so yeah i just i needed to go on an r and r um, from Ukraine, rest and relaxation travel. And so like a week beforehand, maybe two weeks before, I don't know, I texted you, Desi, and I was like, mm. I'm going to come to Austria. I had no idea why, but like my yeah. brain, not my brain, but my heart, something in me was saying like, just go to Austria. Just yeah, go. And I was so happy. <laughs> yeah. And I got here and honestly, like <laughs> Desi and I were talking about this earlier, but I think I came in as like a fraction of a human. Like I've been... <laughs> working my ass off the last you know nine weeks and I came in and was just exhausted and just feeling really burned out and Desi like just took such good care of me <laughs> now she's interviewing me over her podcast but she was just like so healing this person I'm sitting next to right now like has amazing healing vibes um And you're just like, yeah, you took such good care of I me. I can tell you how healing this was for me as well. <laughs> By the way, um, just really 100% vice versa. It was wonderful to have you. Yeah, that's so good. Yeah, I think we, we needed each other yeah. somehow. The yeah. universe brought yeah, us back there was together. A there yeah. was a reason for it. Um, and then, yeah, with that, I also met up with some other friends here, um, which was just also a very healing experience. And then... Um, To yesterday, actually, I was in Salzburg, and I was telling Desi, you know, I'd spent some time in the mountains, and I was I really loved it. And then I was in Salzburg, and I was like, oh, I don't really know if I like this city. I'm bored here, da da da. 
And so I did what I do when I'm in that circumstance. I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, what does my soul want right now? You know, like tap into your intuition, like listen to the universe. What are you supposed to do right now? And I was like, okay, I'm going to walk to the fortress. And I was at the fortress and then I was like, hmm, I'm a bit hungry. And I was like, you know, what's my body want? Yeah. I want hummus. <laughs> <laughs> this this is exactly what my soul would say as well. <laughs> And so I look and there's this really great Syrian restaurant right nearby that has like really good reviews and it's called 1111 for mm-hmm. anyone who's in Salzburg and looking for a good hummus plate or good yeah Syrian mm-hmm. food. And so I said, okay, that feels good right now. So I'm going to walk to 1111. I got a, an amazing hummus meal and then I just walked a few steps down the street and I look and I see this beautiful handmade jewelry and I was like, wow, this craftsmanship is just gorgeous. And I walk into the shop and I was like, hi. And this dog runs up to me. Aww. I reach down and I pet it. And I notice it has this sort of like beaded collar that they make in Kenya, which is really funny. And I was like, oh, such a nice dog. And I was like, I'm missing. And the shop owner was apologizing. I was like, no, no, it's so nice to, to interact with a dog. I miss my dog so much. Um, my dog is in Kenya right now. <laughs> And she was like, oh, oh, wow. And she was like, so have you talked to Bettina? And I was like, (laughs) who's Bettina? (laughs) And she sort of pointed. She was like, the shop across the street. Didn't you just come from there? Oh, that's so interesting. And I looked across the street and there's this, you know, on the sign, it's like all handcrafted items from Kenya. And I was like, oh my goodness, what? And I was like, no, I didn't even yeah. know that shop was there. And she was like, yeah, yeah. And this collar, it's from her shop. Yeah. And That's amazing. Okay. Yeah. I didn't even know this whole story. No, but I haven't told you <laughs> yeah. this yet. Yeah, no, I just told this Desi. So random. I'm so... going to be late coming back yeah. to Vienna because I met someone that I need <laughs> yeah. to follow up with today. And so, yeah, and it, this was about 6 p.m. And so last night and I had to, um, so yeah, we chatted a little bit and then um, we, we, we planned to meet again today. And so, yeah, we got together we talked for a couple of hours I guess about um yeah doing business in Kenya and her process and mine and she just gave me so much good advice and we talked about the exporting process and exchange contacts and we're going to continue to stay in touch and yeah so it was amazing it's like it really it was a really expanding experience yeah. for me and just following those pings will always lead you to the right place I think oh I love it Jesse. thank you <laughs> Thanks for having me. We're coming to the end of our conversation. Is there something else that you would like to share? Advice or Mm. anything that comes to mind? No, I I just want to say like, thank you so much for having me. It was such a pleasure um, to be on your podcast and also to just be your guest in Austria and Vienna. And um, yeah, it's been such a magical and healing experience. And those are this that's the same energy I want to bring into the world as magic and healing with my brand and with myself I guess so yeah thank you so much my heart is so full (laughs) (laughs) after this conversation and just having you around Mm. your energy is just lovely and it's it's just good to be in your presence so thanks I'm also very very grateful and thank you for being on the podcast yeah where's the best place where people can reach you sure uh if you want to check out my brand uh, we're on instagram at um dawa that's d-a-w-a underscore lifestyle l-i-f-e 
S-T-Y-L-E. <laughs> I hope I spelled that right. I'm going to put it in the show notes Okay, great. Sure. Um, and then you can also yeah check out my personal Insta, which you can also put yeah, in the show notes. Yeah, I'm going to so. put all the links. Yeah, thank Perfect. you so much, Desi. Thank you, Desi. It was a pleasure. so much for joining this conversation as always please follow the podcast on spotify and rate it on apple podcasts join the conversation on instagram at i am desi georgieva and let me know what else you would like to hear and till next time bye